Hello, my name is Dr. Paul Wheatley-Price, a medical oncologist and president of Lung Cancer Canada. Welcome to our podcast series called Lung Cancer Voices. In this series of podcasts, I'm interviewing patients, caregivers, healthcare professionals, some of the leading lung cancer researchers in the country, indeed in the world, to highlight important and relevant issues facing those affected by lung cancer. Welcome to this episode of Lung Cancer Voices. I'm really pleased that I'm in Barcelona at the moment at the World Conference in Lung Cancer. And I'm sitting down now with Kristen Ito, who is the patient advocacy manager at the IASLC, or International Association for the Study of Lung Cancer. And we're going to be talking about how um, patients can be engaged with um, IASLC, or ISLAC, as I sometimes shorten it. Um, So, Kristen, welcome to our podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's Um, a pleasure. Maybe you could just... For for people listening to this, maybe just start off with like, who are ISLAC and, and what is ISLAC? Absolutely. So the IASLC, or International Association for the Study of Lung Cancer, is a international uh, research membership organization. We have over um, 7,500 members um, that range in disciplinaries. So we have over 16 specialties um, within this membership, and included they range from Uh, doctors to researchers to nurses all the way to patient advocates patients themselves along with caregivers and so we're here at the world conference of lung cancer which is the flagship conference Mm -hmm. that IASLC runs yes but outside of this meeting what, what kind of other stuff does the organization get up to? Yeah, absolutely. So we have various meetings around the world. We have regional meetings um, as well as international. So coming up next month in October, we have our North America meeting on lung cancer that will be held in Chicago. And then following quickly after, we have our Latin America conference, commonly called LALCA, that will be held in Mexico City. So we have a really diverse um, plan of meetings to really bring you know, the top of the top together to share what's happening in research of lung cancer. And you also have the Journal of Thoracic Oncology comes Correct. under your remit as well, which is the primary, I guess, lung cancer medical journal. Correct. Yes, yeah. we have our JTO, um, which is a member benefit to, um, to read. So I definitely encourage those that aren't a member to join to um, be able to access this wonderful journal. It has it just reached a new impact factor of above 12, and it's a leading lung cancer journal in the top 10 right now. So we are very proud of this member benefit that we've created. Yeah, I certainly use that. And uh, just to explain, impact factor that's the the um, a rating of um, how important your journal is, how well read it is, how how, how well followed cited. and cited in mm-hmm. other other papers and. Uh, other journals and and, and 12 is, is pretty good mm-hmm. um, let's get on to patients though that's what we're going to talk about your your role or your title is patient advocacy manager mm-hmm. um, so tell me how do patients and patient advocates get involved with IASLC Sure. There are a lot of different avenues. So first, I'd like to highlight that we have complimentary membership for patients as well as caregivers. Um, And then patient advocates can also join in the realm of the nurse and allied health division of membership. And uh, this is a great way because you are among the network of 
a global um, list of oncologists and researchers and nurses. It's really the whole um, care team specialty at your fingertips to better understand what's going on around the world. Um, so again, we have the complimentary membership. And just to interrupt you there then, mm-hmm. so people who are interested in, in doing that, how, mm-hmm. would they, how would they get membership? Do you just go to the website? And yeah, sure. So you would just go to IASLC.org and you'll see the membership tab near the top and there you'll navigate to where you can join and we would love to have you. Okay. All right. Well, we will send that out. Sorry. So back to you. So what kind of things, um, I guess we can do this in two parts. What Mm -hmm. kind of things can patients and patient advocates do for IASLC Mm -hmm. and what can IASLC do for patients and and advocates. So maybe the you pick which one you sure. want to go first. <laughs> All right. So patients and patient advocates and caregivers have a lot to contribute to the IASLC. Um, one is one of which is you have complimentary registration to all of our meetings, and that is a way to get in front of these folks and to ask those questions that. Um, you know, you may not be sure of and to have those conversations to see what's going on in other countries and maybe what you can do to partner with those doctors or researchers for what they're working on. Um, So there's just a lot of opportunity for collaboration for these folks to step beyond their own diagnosis and really help the lung cancer community as a whole. And you mentioned um, or could talk about the the patient voice being heard by physicians. Mm-hmm. Could you maybe just expand on what you what you mean by that? Sure. So, I mean, there is opportunity. We have um, patients who sit on panels during our meetings. So they are shoulder to shoulder on stage with these researchers and doctors sharing, you know, valuable information and giving their perspective. Um, you know, these folks I admire so much because they've elevated themselves as patient research advocates. Aside from the research angle, are there other um, sort of more support, education, awareness kind of aspects that patients get involved in, or is it is IASLC really more about research? Well, ISLC is heavy on the research side. We are a partner for the Lung Cancer Awareness Month Coalition. Um, so, as we as you may know, Lung Cancer Awareness Month is in November, and As part of the coalition, there are over 40 organizations that focus on lung cancer that are from all over the world. And so this is a way to show that united fight against lung cancer and to show there is that collaboration among all these different groups who are excelling in different ways of advocacy. And so ISLC is a huge supporter on that regard. and we have our Lung Cancer Awareness Month Coalition website, so that's lcam.org, lcam.org. And uh, we do have resources on that website that are geared towards patients and caregivers, so it's a little less scientific um, and more easily digestible. And I think today at the conference there's been the joint IASLC-GLCC session, the mm-hmm. Global Lung Cancer Coalition, of which Lung Cancer Canada is part, so it's, we like to bring these these partnerships up um absolutely what, what kind of programs um do you offer to to patients uh so you know it's we're here in barcelona and, and that's really nice but mm-hmm. it, like it's not easy to get here mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. expensive and you know people maybe not so well um mm-hmm. so do you have 
awards, programs, things people can engage in? Yes, we do. Um, I am so pleased to say that we have our Patient Advocate Travel Awards. Um, we allot five of these every year for WCLC. Um, and it's an opportunity for patients and patient advocates to apply to attend WCLC. It's a pretty rigorous application. We have an international review panel, and um, this has been going on since 2011. So it, in some regard, it is still fairly new, and leadership recognizes the importance of this award to get these folks and you know, b keep building the relationship so it's they don't just win the travel award and then it's done. You know, we really want to maintain the relationship with these folks and foster what they're doing in their own countries. Um, Is there an expectation that if someone were to get an award to come to the, the World Conference that they go back and host an event or work with a local charity mm -hmm. or, or is there is that sort of part of the deal? Yeah, so part of the application is explaining, you know, what are you going to do once you leave WCLC? How are you going to take all of this information that you gain and all of the networking and build upon your efforts? Um, and so it is explained to us in that application process of what the individual will do. And I do have one good example is we had a travel award winner from Japan um, take back all the information gained and he actually started his own organization his own advocacy organization so it really is a powerful tool on a global level to inspire hope well that's ter that's terrific that um, we in the city where I practice there's a, a, a patient with lung cancer who's here at the meeting this year as part of the stars program mm -hmm. um, what's that yeah, so this is the first year for the IASLC STARS program, and STARS stands for Supportive Training for Advocates on Research and Science. Um, it's very exciting, and it's a way to elevate patient advocates into the next level as patient research advocates. So it's those folks that want to understand beyond their diagnosis and get more involved in those research conversations, whether it be clinical trial design or working with the DOD or NCI or local government, just to really push for more change and having a little bit more science behind what they're saying. Um, how many of those awards or how many people are here to this year for the yeah. STARS program? So we have 10 folks here. So there are five PRAs, patient research advocates, that are each paired with a mentor. Um, and we have a really diver diverse group here. We have, um, we have a PRA from Canada uh, who is matched with a mentor from Canada. And then we have an individual from Nigeria, um, Australia, USA, um, and somewhere else. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now is this going to be a program that you carry on? So next year the meeting's in Singapore. Mm -hmm. are we, can I go back to Canada or people listening to this encourage them to, to apply for next year? Yes. So we do, we do project to grow this program. There is a lot of industry support for this patient education program. Um, and so I anticipate it to grow much more beyond the five PRAs that were selected and the five mentors that were selected. Um, 
and I'm, I'm so excited. So please do look out for um, the application to open up early next year. Um, and I just to give thanks to Amgen for their support for 2019 uh, this year. It's, it's been amazing. So I, I guess I've got one final question for sure. you, Kristen. So I think I've heard about the IASLC efforts uh, as an organization, partnering with other organizations, mm-hmm. um, getting the patient perspective, mm-hmm. uh, the, these programs that are being offered, um, free membership at IASLC.org. Um, if patients do get involved with, with the organization, do they influence the policy, the direction, the vision of IASLC, or is that really driven by clinicians and scientists? No, the patient survivor and advocate voice is a huge influence in many of our projects. Um, One example is that I was able to share with our patient advocate committee, which is another avenue where these individuals can be involved, um, a smoking cessation declaration put on by the smoking cessation committee. Um, And it was just another avenue to make sure we have the wording correct to get get that different perspective from the patient advocates and the caregivers. And and the feedback is given honest and it's taken into consideration and um, it was finalized. And, you know, I'm, I'm just thrilled that we have this partnership among our, our community. It's great. I think we're seeing a lot of organizations now um, really want patients to be involved. And you kind of wondered a few years ago if it was for some sort of political correctness or it was mm-hmm. a bit of tokenism. But uh, increasingly, I'm seeing, I think, through... Uh, some of the the groups, the um, the Ross group, the Alt group, but also through patient engagement in in the Canadian clinical trials group, and now hearing from from you about mm-hmm. IESLC that uh, actually it really makes a difference and really contributes. It really and, does. Um, ultimately, uh, we're all stakeholders, but they're the biggest stakeholder yes. in all of this. So. Um, well, Kristen, thank you very much for, for joining Lung Cancer Voices. Um, oh, thank you. Appreciate your time and, uh, and your perspective. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you again for joining us. Lung Cancer Voices was made possible in part by a generous donation from Marielle and Nick Burris. Thanks to our producer, Ryan Mullen. Please send us your feedback, like and follow us on Facebook at LungCan and on Twitter at LungCancer underscore can. For more information about lung cancer or to donate, volunteer or share your story, visit our webpage at lungcancercanada.ca.